Well, <clears throat> I have asked Mayor Weingarten to join me here on an early Friday morning. I try, I try very hard to sound as intelligent as possible about one of the most important topics that comes up on an almost weekly basis here at JM and the AM, and that is the Israeli elections. I try very, very hard. And I try to keep the, uh, the different news items and the developments organized in my head as best as possible. And I try to keep all the personalities that are in government and then out of government, and they want to stay in government, and they want to leave government. I try to keep them in, an organize, in as organized a fashion as possible in my brain. But at some point, at some point, you just have to give up. At just some point, it's impossible to follow. At some point, different things happen, and you say to yourself, okay, I just, uh, I, I just I don't know what's going on here. So you have a couple of choices. You can completely give up and say, just let me know who wins the thing and who becomes the next prime minister, or you could turn to our good friend Mayor Weingarten, <coughs> especially on Mondays when he hosts the Israel show starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time right after JM and the AM, and you can get a clear review and summary of what's actually happening. For those of you who don't know, there's been a major shakeup in the Israeli election scene. <clears throat> and with us live via telephone is the aforementioned Mayor Weingarten. Mar Weingarten, Boker Tov, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Boker Ormar Segal. It must annoy you. It must <clears throat> it must upset you. It must irritate you that I've just thrown up my hands. I've given up on trying to follow along with what's happening on the Israeli election scene. No, and it doesn't annoy me. I can't blame you at all. And they're playing musical chairs, political musical chairs, like it's hard to follow. The two main challengers to Prime Minister Netanyahu joined forces Thursday in a united front, a dramatic move that upended the campaign and created the most serious threat to the Israeli leader's decade-long grip on power. First of all, I, and again, I sometimes I think that, that these things are not coming out of nowhere as much as I think they are. Did this come out of nowhere? Was this just, you know, a complete surprise to even someone like yourself who's always listening and watching news from Israel? It was brewing for a while, but not a long while. But it definitely was discussed because um, as much as they would like to convince us that they've put their egos aside, uh, that was not the motivating factor necessarily. Um, Lapid, who uh, is now this is going to be his third election, which is pretty good for a new party. Most of them drop out after one or two. Right. Um, he was going down in the polls, and he felt that uh, he didn't have a chance of, of having any significant clout. And uh, he joined with uh, Benny Gantz. So they were talking on and off for, you know, maybe two weeks already. And uh, finally, it was in everyone's interest to join. And and Lapid, um, Yair Lapid, he actually gave uh, made a big concession because he wanted to be prime minister. He's been put. Look, he's been in politics now for this. Like I said, a third election. You're talking about quite a number of years. Right. And Gantz just comes out of the blue, and just like Lapid did two elections ago, right. and, and, and grab up right to Lapid in his first election, I think, at 19 seats or something like that. 17, this, this I think. Is, 17. This is, the, this is the weakness of the Israeli electorate. You know, they, they, they just go for some new pipe dream, and then it, they get uh, disappointed, and then they go to the next pipe dream, and then the first pipe dream disappears. 
Moshe Kachlon is a good example because right. now they're talking about the possibility that he, who got I think ten seats in the last election, and he was the you know new flavor of the month, now looks like he may disappear. You know this this is a, it's a very sad situation because they keep looking for the for the guy who's going to make everything great. Not that, not that things are so terrible. First of all, you are correct, and I apologize. It was 19 seats in the 2013 election. That's number one. Okay. Secondly, um, I get that. I get that they're looking, you know, for the personality or the <clears throat> or the uh, you know historic figure that could upend the prime minister and that can make a difference in the upcoming election. But the the secondary stra- <clears throat> when that's not available, I guess this is the secondary strategy, and that is to pull all the resources together and try to form a coalition or a pre-election coalition that's going to have the power to upend the, the current administration, right? That's essentially the strategy. Right. But I'll tell you this, and um, this past Monday on the Israel show, I mentioned that we're not going to talk about any of these um, specific politics because they're all meaningless until after Thursday, right. yesterday. Because these things happen. Not, I, I don't remember ever having the last day being so crazy. But these things do happen, and a lot of times people analyze and they have polls and everything, and, and then the, the closing day comes, and it's a whole new it's a, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah, new landscape. No whole new landscape. So I my suggestion is that we don't look at any polls and don't give any credence to anything until about another week and a half. Okay. The dust when the dust settles. Okay. But but and, I but that, but I have to still ask you the, the big question. Uh, and that is, uh, it, when you look at today's news, and you look at and a variety of news, you know, right to left, uh, there are people who are indicating that that even this group, even this group, even with, and I know you don't want to look at polls today, but, you know, for argument's sake, let's say, for instance, that this group has five more seats than we could, let's say that's how, how things would end, that even so, it is possible they will not be invited to form a government. Isn't that a? Isn't that unrealistic? That with a margin like that, the, you know, it, they would not be at least given the chance to attempt to form a government. Well, if, depending on how many votes, uh, how many seats the Haredi party ends up with, the Agoda shot, uh, Agoda has um, promised that they will not sit with Yair Lapid. Mm. Okay. Uh, he's the one who passed the law that supposedly was going to get um, religious yeshiva students drafted. He was the one who uh, passed many laws that they were very, very much against that would force, for example, the schools to teach uh, the basic math and um, other basic uh, studies, even in the religious schools, the Haredi schools, and so forth. So he is, he's, he is a no-go for them. So depending on how many seats they get, if they get, let's say, altogether there's seven votes, uh, seven seats, ten seats, or something like that, they very easily can tilt things the other way. And then you have Bennett, who's never going to go with Lapid and Gans, right? So the blocks, and this is the point that people have been making, no matter what the polls show, the block of left versus right, meaning the total coalition, has remained pretty stable throughout, with 63 on the right and 50-whatever uh, on the left. So it, it could be that, for example, one of the smaller right-wing parties, and there are many of them, too many of them, that are on the border of the threshold, drop out, lose, so 
don't make the threshold, and then those votes go go get lost, unfortunately. So then you end up with the right-wing coalition losing three seats, and then you have a much more difficult situation. But in Israel, it could happen, and it has happened. We, we've spoken about it recently, that somebody gets more seats in the Knesset than somebody else, but they're the ones who are given the job of putting together the government. Right. Uh, or does, well, does let, any of this make sense? Yeah, but you, you, I think you meant less seats than anybody else, and still got the job before me the government, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Right. Yes, I did. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> very and interesting. My, I'm sorry. No, very interesting. It's uh, I, I thought with that type of margin, that type of strategy still doesn't work. But you've just explained why it still really could be practical for right. the president of Israel to invite the right wing to form a government. That's the one constant that has kept throughout right. the actual number of seats in each. In each uh, in each group in the left in each block each coalition block the left versus the right and that shows by the way that the majority of Israelis are still where they are yeah now, a, a, a slim majority but yeah yeah Gantz his new party this is this is a person who was chief of staff so obviously has a, a lot going for him and he's done a lot for the state but a politician he's not. Quite right. frankly, he's made he's already made some big blunders, big blunders, and um, Lapid is much better at it. But Gantz was also losing. You know, he started off. It's always the same thing. You know, you get the bump from the convention or, the, or some other media bump, right. and then people start seeing that hey, this guy isn't so. You know, so he, he's not the next uh, the next big thing. Right, he's not the next Churchill. <laughs> he's, yeah, that's for sure. So so. He, starts going down. So he was at a height of like 22 in the polls, 22 seats, and then he started going down. Then it was 18 seats. So the two of them getting together could give a big bump now. But I'm wondering in 10 days, if you look at the poll and everybody makes the mistakes that they're going to make, including the prime minister, and don't forget in about 10 days is when their supposed um, indictments are going to come down. Although you know they've come down in 10 days for the last two years. Right. (laughs) Right. That that 10-day stretch continues to move. Um, And by the way, that's my last – first of all, I thank you because now I really (laughs) feel that I'm – Now you're really confused. But but there's an organized confusion. There's something to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I thank you for that. But I got to ask you one last question. What did you think, with all that in mind that you just said, uh, that the the that they that this left coalition still doesn't have the leader they think they may have, and you just uh, pointed out that because of an experience or some blunders already being made, and more probably down the road, what did you think of the prime minister's reaction to this left leaning coalition uh, when he essentially? I mean, I, I don't know. I I can't. This is not a quote, but but it sounded like he was saying, you know, this is essentially suicide for the state of Israel if they if you know if the electorate would go ahead and put these people in power. What do you think of his reaction? Uh, to this new coalition? I think that he is a master politician who has been at this for a very long time. Uh, Here it is. Here it is. I'm sorry. If they came to power, Israel's very existence would be threatened by the Palestinian state, he said, they intend to establish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. So (laughs) you're basically saying to three former chiefs of staff that are united in that party, Benny Gantz is at the head. But uh, under him is Bogi Alon. And, and Ashkenazi. Gabi Ashkenazi, who hasn't joined as a member on the list, but he's joined 
officially he's joined this new party. That's three former chiefs of staff. Chiefs of staff. It's going to be very hard for the prime minister to go around saying they're going. They're going to endanger your security. Right. He, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to brand them as fast as as quickly as possible. Left, left, left. That's his whole message. Right. Guns is left. Guns is weak. Guns and that's left. that's always been his winning strategy, frankly. Security that, issues has always been. That right. That and oi, gaval, gaval, gaval. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, you know, something's gonna happen. And the, the last one, it was the Arabs are busting people to the polls. Hurry up. He mm-hmm. says. Uh, he says we have, and this is really a, this is a quote. We have been through this twice before. Left wing generals posing. As right-wingers, they talk about national unity and then turn over the government to the policies of the left. In 1992, we got Yitzhak Rabin and the disaster of Oslo. In 99, Ehud Barak and the second intifada, suicide bombings on buses, and over 1,000 Israelis killed. When I'm Prime Minister, Netanyahu said, you're not afraid of getting on a bus or sitting at restaurants. Wow, what a statement. Right, so he's right about the fact, and that's what I was alluding to before. Right. The man to be chief of staff of the army doesn't mean that he's a good politician or that he could be a good, let's say, negotiator, and, and and if you have three of them, it doesn't mean that they can be good either, but it's going to be hard. The point I'm trying to make is it's going to be hard sell to say you're not going to be safe when you're talking about three former chiefs of staff. Right. All right. Um, you've been a tremendous help, and I thank you. And this was, as you predicted, an interesting Thursday, this uh, Final day that they have to submit their lists and all that. It was an interesting day in Israel yesterday. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just, uh, I, I last night the two of us were watching the oh, oh, how great was that? It was. It was. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned to you, it was a combination of goosebumps and tears. It was just. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say other than if we can send the man to the moon, can't we find a better election system? <laughs> I know, I know we're not sending a man to the moon, but, you know. If we could send an unmanned to the moon. An unmanned to the moon, right? Give By the way, something. Mayor, I, you know, I'm ashamed of myself. I didn't do better research, but I do have one person working on it. I believe this is the flight that included a JM Dam Chachka on it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that my gosh. This was, I didn't know that. Yeah, this was the group that years ago, when they were interviewed by us, said if you send us a bumper sticker or something, we will put, you know, among the other one million items that are on this thing going to the moon, we, we will put something from your show. And I believe this is the group. I do have someone oh. I have someone looking into it to see if there's actually, like, an inventory list of everything that's on it. That's amazing. I, I know the one thing that I know is on it is um, the entire Tanakh on the bit. Oh. I'll tell you. The whole so, so it's it's interesting take on what we say in Kiddush Levanah, Kashem Shaniu, Oked Kinegdech, Veini Yecholin Gaba, right? And look what's happening. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's a, it's not pretty amazing. It's crazily amazing. Unbelievable. All things unbelievable. Are you going to be able yeah. to do this election analysis without me on Monday morning? Because I, I think I added a lot to this. <laughs> you, you did, and why would I have to do it without you? No, meaning, meaning at 9 a.m. Monday know. morning. I understand. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know, Mayor. After, after all that I've contributed to this conversation, I don't know how you can go alone on this. But uh... uh, Let's put it this way. Without you, none of us would be doing what we're doing here. Well, so, I appreciate that very much. Oh, Nothing could happen without you. By the way, as you're giving a shout-out to our Israeli brethren for this remarkable achievement that you and I both witnessed last night as we were watching the uh, the Brashit go up, um, 
can you believe how our how our brothers and sisters in Israel have to? Well, I don't I don't want to use the word suffer. That would be too much. But can you believe that that they don't have the the luck that would have been necessary to be able to see the Yeshiva University semifinal game today because it's taking place when Shabbat already starts in Israel. So they're going to have to wait till after Shabbat to hear the results. Can you imagine oh, gosh. that? I Can might you? have to wait till after Shabbat to get a result. <laughs> yeah, you'll be we'll, calling we'll, me. What happened, by the way? Yeah, what I was going to say, will you be in touch with me, please, on a minute-by-minute basis? I mean, could you imagine if I was in Israel today and I'd have to miss out and not know what what, what, what happened in Washington Heights I'll, until I'll, after Shabbat? No, I'll tell you what you would have done. You would have left your fax machine on and you would have somebody in America fax you. <laughs> That actually might be a workable strategy, as you know. You see that? <laughs> oh, oh, the technology that you and I developed years ago. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh got to write about that in one of our books. We'll see who, who whosever book comes out first has to have that story in it. Um, okay. Mayor Tadaraba. Okay. And listen, I apologize. It was not my idea to have new elections. So I'm sorry that you have to you know, go through all this between now and the 7th of April no, or whatever date it is. This is what I live for. The 9th of April. The elections, what am I going to do? Yeah. Actually, I think it's the day or two after the elections is when, the, um, when that uh, lander is going right. to right. land on the moon. Right. So might be interesting. Um, by the way... In, in, you said something in this conversation that I did not pick up on until now. If, in fact, uh, Gans is the prime minister for the first two and a half years, and mm-hmm. Lapid La is ready to say, I'll take the second shift of okay. the two, and, I mean, Lapid, and I'm being serious about this, Lapid does realize that generally these, these terms don't go to five yeah, of years. Course. Or, of course. It, it's only happened one other time, and right. that was Paris and Shamir, and in that case, Shimon Paris made a point of not bringing down the government, you know, after his term. And he said, if we're going to make this deal, we have to make it work for the future. So um, that, that is true. It's interesting, by the way, a technical interesting point, that in order to do this, when the year, and, what is it, the year and a half or two years, whatever it is that they agreed to is over. Two and a half. The, yeah. the two and a half. The two and a half. Oh, my God, that's never going to happen. But anyway, yeah. um, when that's over, the, the prime minister and the entire government have to resign. Right. The whole process has to then go through again. We're going to the president and that whole thing. Who knows what the heck is going to happen, you know, in that process. It's not, they can't just agree and, you know. And it's a different environment now, if you know what I mean, than when yeah. Shamir, Paris, and Rabin were around. It's a different of environment. Course. It's a lot more contentious. And I thought it was I thought it was Rabin and, and Paris. It was Paris and, and Shamir? Yes, sir. So Rabin and Paris never had one of those deals? Rabin and Paris are the same party. Right. So they, oh, so it was never like that. And yeah. and and Paris, who we know was never actually elected the prime minister, was that the only time he served? He served one other time. He served right after um, the murder of the murder of the, the assassination of Rabin. So, so t- twice he was he was actually prime minister right. of Israel. And, never. and that's when that's when uh he lost out because he didn't call the elections fast enough. Right. And, yeah, and, he, he mistimed things. He mistimed things. And even with the help of President Clinton. Right. He still couldn't win it. Yeah, who publicly has said that we helped, I mean, that we intervened in Israeli elections. He didn't right. use those words, but he said it straight right. forward. All right. After after these long uh, after these long academic lectures, or in the middle of these long academic lectures, I think we need a break. I think I uh, I think I deserve at least a two three minute break to stretch my legs now after after uh, after enjoying your uh, analysis for the last uh, you know whatever it's been. Please do. <laughs>
<laughs> I feel like I've been to a college course on Israeli elections just now. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'd be ready to give one to the college out there that'll have. And by the way, this is a good arrangement. You wouldn't mind doing it via via Skype or phone, or you know, right? That would be a yeah, good a good way to course. be a professor in 2019. Yeah, in fact, I could teach the course in Israel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know what's going on? <laughs> All right, Tadara Bame, Aaron Shabbat Shalom. Mayor Weingarten, if you're paying careful attention to this conversation, Mayor Weingarten just gave us a lot of tidbits that help explain what's going on, especially in light of what happened yesterday in Israel. Obviously, uh, Malcolm Holmline and I will discuss the elections and get get his perspective on all of this coming up during our weekly update. Our suggestion, as we try to suggest as often as possible, especially during election time, is if you want a comprehensive look at all of this, and uh, hear Mayor give a presentation without me interrupting him constantly. You tune in right after JMNAM this coming Monday morning to the Israel Show, which, of course, I'll remind you about uh, on Monday morning. And uh, you'll get a comprehensive look uh, of everything, not just this new party, but obviously everything across the board uh, from Mayor uh, regarding the Israeli elections. And if you're somebody who's eligible to vote April the 9th in Israel, maybe Mayor will, uh, in, mayor, maybe his words and analysis will encourage you to uh to plan a trip and get over to Israel and vote. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe maybe his analysis will finally let you or make you throw your hands up and say, you know what, let's just decide it over there and I'm going to stay out of it. Either way, uh, make sure to be tuned in. 9 a.m. Eastern time on Monday right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.